We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up as twice too twice as fast as the pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises uh you could benefit from the extra if you could benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts blue chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance most guys talk a good game but blue chew helps you follow through blue chew is a prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package so no in-person doctor visits no waiting in the pharmacy and best of all no more awkwardness they are made in the usa and since blue chew prepares and ships direct they are cheaper than a pharmacy pharmacy right now we've got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code armchair just pay the five dollar shipping again that is blue chew.com promo code armchair to try it free blue chew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the ain't no seats podcast support for armchair and the Ain't No Seats podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We talked about B-Turn going to Hawaii. You know, had to take the lawnmower, had to get all trimmed up before you take off your shirt and, you know, do your whole thing. So I'm sure he was shaving up the chest hair, maybe. I don't know. That might work, too. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, the lawnmower, which I just mentioned. Uh, lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmers on your face as you were using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the crop preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer you already put deodorant on your armpits why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com always use the right tools for the job your balls will thank you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair now on to the show Driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got Meyer. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas.
Alright folks, what's good? Welcome back to Ain't No Seeds Podcast, episode 38. From the Detroit Pistons, number 38, Kwame Brown. <laughs> that is, that's actually a pretty good one. That sure is. Uh, we've got, <laughs> we've got B-Turn on the phone. He is still in Hawaii, um, where the Hawks just won the Maui. B-Turn, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm not doing as well as you, considering you're, are you, are you recording this from the beach? Please tell me you are. That'd be such a flex. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm in the water right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Swim up bar. Um, but yes, so obviously great week in Hawaii for both B-Turn and the Hawks. Uh, where do you guys want to start? Do we want to start and just jump in from the beginning of the tournament? Do you want to talk Dayton immediately or do you just want to start from the jump? I mean, Chaminade stinks, so I don't know how much we have to touch on uh, the Silver Swords. Good old-fashioned shit-pumping. We but can talk Bill Walton. I mean, he's the best. And anyone dude. that disagrees oh can't listen to this because, I mean, he's just the best. He is. Um, B-Turn, I would have done anything for you to just get, like, a video with Bill Walton. I know. I was literally <laughs> thinking about it all week. I just wanted to go up to him and be like, what are your thoughts on KU's team? And then he just starts talking about... Yeah. Volcanoes and stuff. We, it could have been a thirty-minute conversation that we could have just put into our podcast as like an interview. It would have just been you asking one question and him getting us thirty minutes of content. The best part was him having his name on ESPN as Big Wave Billy Walton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the best. He was so baked. I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but like, <laughs> shit, okay, breaking right. But like, he's on the on a whatever that is like sitting courtside and he would have glasses in front of him and every time they went to show him and pash he would put the glasses on on purpose every single time because his eyes were just beat red and he didn't want anyone to see him i'm sure he was told i just i loved that like ku twitter leading up to it was kind of like everyone's kind of torn like people hate him some people love him and it was just like oh we have bill walton in the immediate moment he comes on the screen he goes off on a rant of comparing ku to like massive whales or something like it was just the most perfect start to a bill walton game so yeah you're right other than ku shit pumping chaminade the main thing that i took away from that game is that bill walton is very much still he's the greatest an insane person i should have went i should have like went behind him on the tv or something and like <laughs> acted like i was smoking and just pointed right at bill or something that would have done numbers. I mean, I understand, like, I don't want Bill Walton calling, like, even the Dayton and KU game, like, uh, that's a little too much in a big game that, True. like, means a lot. If it's KU and Chaminade, where, that's like... the perfect game Yeah, for exactly, call. because he's the entertainment to me. The game, we already knew the outcome of the game before it tipped <laughs> off. But if I can watch it for, like, two hours and just hear Bill Walton in my ears and just talk about absolutely nothing, like, it's the best. I loved when he was like, the dunk of the tournament was yesterday, Anthony Grant's son... In practice. And then, like, <laughs> five minutes in the game, Ochai has that pretty sick dunk, and he's like, play of the tournament. There's the play of the tournament. <laughs> I, when Shamanog went up 2-0, he was like, like go ahead. I spent, like, that whole night just searching his name on Twitter and looking at videos. The he best. says the most insane thing. Can you imagine, like, a three-hour-long podcast with him? It, on would. it would be brutal. It'd I be mean, I think at a certain point you just – you couldn't keep. Playing. I don't know. Maybe he would, but at some point, I think he, I don't. He had to split it well, in two. How does <laughs> yeah. how does Dave Pass do it? That's what I was just about to say. Like he needs to get paid so much money. Oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine? You go to school. You go to like he probably went to like Syracuse or some super legit journalism school, and he gets to the big stage finally, and now he just sits there and basically babysits a child and leads him to mm-hmm. throughout the game without really saying much. He just kind of like. But he does a really good job. He he I almost, mean, he almost he makes it about, funnier. He was talking about you joke dad dying. Yeah, just he is he'll say whatever <laughs> is on his dad died at ten years old. It's just absurd. Shaman I was up two nothing, he said, Will this be the sh- the game winning <laughs> shot that we talk about for the next century? Yeah. I mean it, it was a so, game winning shot. Shaman I was gonna lead for forty minutes uh-huh. wire to wire. <laughs> oh, he's Jake good. Lewis. Jake Bylas. Uh, <laughs> he know. See, oh, some of the sure. shit he has to do has to be like a joke because he knows Jay Billis is not named Jake Billis. He kept saying, "What's your name again?" In the same same tone, but yeah, he's. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So Shamanad, obviously, what we all expected, we didn't cover, which sucked. But those walk-ons coming in four minutes yeah. left kind of hurt us. Uh, but then we go into BYU, and I didn't really, I didn't stay up for the second half of BYU UCLA, but. 
I mean, they pretty much dominated UCLA, didn't they? Like, I know they shot like 63% from the field or something. Like, they just played incredibly well. So, when I saw the line come out at minus 11 is what I first saw it. Did it end at 13? I think at 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, that seems kind of high. So, I was nervous going into that game. The first half was pretty fun. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like I got really confident with that team in that second half. I felt like we just played with a ton of confidence. Felt like we just were like playing with great energy. Dot was bouncing around, just looking faster than normal. I don't know. I just love. That's when I was like, I love this team. I mean, yeah, the Maui Rims too. That's my biggest takeaway. And I always forget before. And Cole texted me before, like once we released the pod, is how did we not talk about the Maui Soft Rims? Everything goes in. I know. Like that's <laughs> everything goes in. Dot had some layups yeah. where like he'd hit backboards so hard and they just nail that rim and just mm-hmm. rattle around and go in so but yes but see i've seen some people say bet the under i saw a tweet. I, the under was i mean i was following along with them just to see but i'm, I'm sure the ku byu under hit i think yeah. ku shaman under hit for well yeah I would and then think... like ucla plays one mile an hour so i think they're unders <sighs> i mean i don't know i wouldn't keep it too close i'm but. sure the handicappers play the rims into account yeah but Yes, BYU game was fun. Yeah, KUB, BYU was like, what, 127 total? I couldn't the tell final you. Was. Oh, 127 was, with the final. Do you know what the over-under was? But the, it had to have been like 140, I feel like. Yeah, so I think the under hit in all our games but Dayton, yeah. which flew over. Yeah, I mean, that game was the highest level of basketball. We'll get to it. Um, So, I don't know. I felt like... I think the main thing about BYU is, like, it wasn't like, oh, we're so elite. Like, we – the offense at times still struggled. But it was kind of like, holy shit, this team's defense is going to be absurd. Like, we wore them the hell out. Their guards looked – we forced – how many turnovers they have? Like, 22, 23? We just played really good defense, and it made me start thinking, like, okay, if this offense starts to click, we're going to be so freaking good. And then we play Dayton, the offense yeah. – click pretty well so now like i said wednesday night i about bought final four tickets and final four <laughs> flights because i was that, that was excited in that drunk that's so. an easy drive for you though minnesota's not that's it's not atlanta too far away. it's oh, atlanta was it minnesota last year yeah minnesota last year okay atlanta this year which atlanta's huge because that's an easy flight easy flight atlanta, two hours pretty cheap yep atlanta's huge airport biggest airport so i don't know I'm going if we make it, but I, I want to decide if we should buy now or just wait. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, plane tickets. I mean, we might as well buy them, and if the Hawks don't make it, who cares? <laughs> yeah, we I can just, sell them. I know but we're gonna make it. Obviously, the main thing is like hotel and shit. I don't know. It's just I never have the stones. I always feel like I'm jinxing the squad if I buy shit early. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I was. I was pretty nervous for BYU just because, like you said, they just chucked threes, and we saw how they shot against UCLA the night before. Yeah. But, it, like, I feel like it got everyone excited about our defense because we were, like, super active on the perimeter. And, like we said earlier, they only scored 56 points. Yeah. And had they shot 20. They shot 33 threes the yeah. whole game. Yeah. Insane. Which, obviously, things could have been a lot different had they made those, but I still felt like part of the reason they had to chuck so many damn threes because they just couldn't do anything else. Like, mm-hmm. we were locking them up. Marcus, I mean, we're going to – I think I think we we'll all get love to Marcus. Marcus. Like, there was one thing that made me mad, but other than that, he's, we'll get to that day. He's so good. Um, I have a confession to make. Uh, he's just so solid, man. He doesn't make any mistakes. That's why Bill loves him so much. Yeah, he's Bill. Yeah, he loves Bill's him. in love with him. He's gonna um, be assistant coach. He's our he's our second he's our second ball handler, and he had two tur- he had two turnovers the whole tournament. Yeah, assists. I did not know that. That's, That's wild, insane. to be honest. What a stud. Yeah. Um. So I didn't watch a whole lot of the BYU game because because there is a team that plays basketball in Durham, North Carolina, that was playing the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin, oh, and that game was on the bottom TV. KU was on the top TV, so I was kind of had an eye on it. But when Duke's about to lose to that bad of a team, I have to like eyes have to be peeled on it. Volume has to be on that one. Like I was kind of tuned into that a little bit. Yeah, and that was fine because that was was that second half. It kind of, so like well, actually, the no, game it was, was like first half. Yeah, it was in the first half, and then like the final five minutes and beginning of overtime was like during our <laughs> halftime, which was good. But I mean, when that guy made the layup, my brother and I went nuts. Dude. It was like, "Hey, you just won a, won the national championship." So I watched it on my phone. So I had KU on the screen, 
that game on my phone and like Ben Rap was texting me because he was watching like live like because he had like the net New York network or whatever it was on we yep. were behind obviously a little bit because it's live stream or whatever and I'm watching and my phone just start like Duke has the ball 15 seconds Trey Jones dribbling my phone just starts going bananas Ben Rap sends me four texts in a row I think our group message buzzed a couple times mm-hmm. somebody Bryce texted me like I had eight texts so I knew something insane was gonna happen and I was like oh no Trey Jones is about to hit some bullshit buzzer beater yeah. there's gonna be an awful foul call and these guys are raging and the ball like goes away so then he starts running I'm like he's gonna miss this layup he's gonna miss this Shoot, like a five foot floater Dude, that Stephen F Austin guy handled that. So perfectly. perfectly. Uh-huh. No college kids handle that type. Most college kids pull up and just chuck mm-hmm. from three. Like, I was so shocked that he timed he it. it yes. He literally timed it perfectly. Like, he practices that stride down the court to the exact second. Like, I could not believe it. It was, it was so the funny. best. The best. Oh, man. That... Yeah, that was made for a great night because then mm-hmm. second half KU starts, we just start shit pumping BYU. Oh, we rolled. It was great. <laughs> I was feeling 27 good. Seven point favorites, dude. That's insane. Dude. That's worse than Kentucky a couple weeks. That ago. is like ugh. I oh, hate yeah. to see those two schools lose like those games. I mean, it's really sad. <laughs> hate at home I mean, on their home courts. <laughs> are you ever going to see KU lose to a team on a twenty-seven point favorite at Allen? I wonder what Oral Roberts was back in 07. I would bet we were yeah. probably 19 to 25. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they were pretty good. What was that guy? Cameron Indoor must stink. What? Cameron Indoor must stink. Dude, sure does. Every enough. time they lose, I just like – they didn't do it this time, but there was a past. I remember this guy was arguing me on Twitter that – Allen Fieldhouse stinks and Cameron Indoor's three times better because Duke never loses there. Duke lost there an hour later. Well, I'm not even kidding. They lost there like an hour Dude. later and they got blown out. It was the it was uh, Miami maybe that beat them by oh, like 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The layup after layup after layup <laughs> after layup. Dick Vitale went nuts. I mean, how bad was how bad was Barstool Duke? That's beat? what I was just about to say. That's got to be one of the worst tweets of all time. The fact that he didn't just like it wasn't like a. Oh, we're gonna win. Stephen F. Austin sucks. Like he referenced the streak. He was like, "You, we've won this many games in a row, and you think some school named Stephen F. Austin's gonna like?" It was truly the most disastrous tweet he could have ever seen. I don't. I mean, twenty-seven point favorite. To be honest, like if we're playing UMKC at Allen, I'd probably do something oh, similar. I know, like that never even crosses <laughs> your mind that you're losing that game. Uh, so that was, dude. Oh, I still my point. At the beginning of the year, was I thought Duke stunk, and then Vernon Carey played really good in that New York tournament they were in. And I mean, I didn't watch that Georgetown game, but I felt like I heard they got like calls late, which helped them. Which... I didn't watch it either. But... So I don't know. So then I kind of started being like, "Damn, well, Vernon Carey's this good. Maybe Duke's not as bad as I thought." And now I'm like, Duke stinks. Like, yeah, I mean, Matthew Hurd can't stay on the floor. That's crazy. And he... Trey Jones is. I mean, I know he locked Dotson up a couple weeks ago, but like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm very happy that Duke's just not somebody I feel like we have to worry about winning at all this year. But I should probably uh, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be tough to hear that in yeah. April when Coach we will driving his sixth title or whatever it is. Out of this episode if that happens. Um, I don't know. Do we have any other thoughts about BYU? I just felt like going into Dayton, the BYU game was kind of like, all right, we're good defensively. Yeah. Can this team figure it out offensively? And I – Dayton was so good that before that BYU yeah. game, Dayton was so good. So it was kind of like shit. We got to bring our absolute A game. Dayton's going to be a good resume win for us. I have a feeling. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean they're not going to lose too many games on Monday. Yeah, I'm curious to see, but I mean they're uh, the Aitens decent. Like VCU's pretty good this year. Richmond looks pretty good, but like mm-hmm. they're not going to be playing top ten teams every. Yeah, week I bet or, in March they have like five losses. Max. Yeah, at the most. I don't yeah. know what the rest of their non-con is, but if they're like yeah, like thirty and four going into the tournament, they're like a three or four seed like it's yeah. a massive one for us yeah, that's a seed that, bump maybe that is huge always gonna average like 30 in that conference i know did you yeah. see what I, like i was watching him highlights of him before that game and i was literally like this dude is Diedrich lawson but he jumps out of the gym and he's fast as hell mm-hmm. like he passes like Diedrich. when he posts up he looks like Diedrich. he has the nice little jumper and it's just like this dude is truly absurd because we always used to say can you imagine if Diedrich was athletic well we fucking see him and he's an absolute nightmare <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one uh, the last thing I was going to say about BYU is how Doc kind of struggled from the floor. He was like five of sixteen, but he still had like eight assists, and it's crazy how like a bad night for him is thirteen points. Yeah, that's how like and that's how he's you just know been he's so like, consistent for us. 
every yeah. night. Like he had sixty three points in his time. Yeah, that's how you know he's like one of those legit guys because really elite players, even when they play bad, are still like the second best player on the floor. Like even when they're yeah. struggling. So um, it's, I love it's insane how he literally he blows by every single defender. I was gonna say like, 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 it doesn't matter who it is. Like I thought Dayton was really good defensively the whole tournament when I watched him, but. When anyone got matched up on Dot, he just blew by, and he either got an assist or he got laid up or he got fouled. Like, yeah, I think he's the quickest guard in the country. Yeah, I I loved that Bill after the Shamanad game kind of like made it like a teaching moment. Like we just thirty balled him, and Bill's sitting there talking about how like Dot's performance was unacceptable and shit like that. And you mm-hmm. know that motivated him, and that's oh, yeah. just Bill at his finest. Like I love it. He always knows the <laughs> right times to do shit. It was perfect. Like. Imagine winning by 30 and your head coach is probably busting your ass after the game. Like, I don't know. I love it. It worked because – I mean, that's boy. why we have to go four guards, though. Because, I mean, we just – our guards are so good at getting the rim between Ochai Dotson and Marcus <laughs> that, like, just clear space. There's so much more space yeah. than Isaiah Moss or yeah, Tristan's in the game. the best. And, like, Dotson just looks – he can blow by anyone, but it doesn't matter if he can blow by someone if there's, like, two seven-footers on our team and then other guys just, like, hanging around. Like, yeah, I just want to spread it out. It's yeah. the best. Silvio yeah, might course, not play at all, but it's it's whatever. Fourth guard would be like Isaiah or Tristan too, and they can both shoot it. So when those guards penetrate, it leaves guys wide open and big collapse, and you either dump it off for a dunk or wide open three. Yeah, I think I'm. Conv- I don't know. Maybe Bill will look at it like I'm not going to change the starting lineup because we've been winning, but like. It's insane. He says it like every game. Like he knows well, we I, can't play too big. So I don't know at what point do you just abandon it and just do it. Just, well, yeah, he just he abandons it like three minutes into the game. game. Yeah, and, he, and it lasts three, four minutes, and then it's like we don't play two bigs together for until the beginning. Yeah, no, well, he doesn't even. Didn't Isaiah Moss start the second half I in so, yeah. all the games? But it's like it's like in 2016 when Hunter Mickelson was starting games. Yeah, and he'd come out like three minutes. You it know, means it means nothing. nothing. <laughs> you know, once like February, March comes, yeah. it'll be Isaiah. But it'll, it still might be Dave, but like he'll just take him out and then yeah. we'll go. I mean, we're going to go four guards, I would say, 70% of the time. That's probably. something we didn't talk about, BYU. Dave was fucking good. He was very good. He had yeah, a stretch in the second half. He went nuts. But That might have been the best game he's played at KU against BYU. He had 16, he's 7 for 9 for the floor. Yeah, and he was like hitting like Wayne Simeon turnaround mm-hmm. jumpers and shit. I was like, who is this guy? Was but, that the game where he yeah, opened the game off with game. The, the 16-footer or 18-footer? Yeah, he we hit that from like the top of the key. Yeah, he has. He's so confident with his damn jumper. He <laughs> must make everything in practice because he chucks like he's got the greenest light of all time. Which, but. if he can shoot that, then I don't mind him being on the floor with Doke because then he can actually be a legit threat to stretch the floor, which is the biggest issue. He's not clogging it, but yeah. But the team, I'd rather have Tristan or Moss. He doesn't shoot that shot enough for teams to even worry no. about that. So like those guys are still just going to sag off him. Yeah. Like he'd have to hit that. 10 straight times for teams to watch tape and be like, holy shit, this guy doesn't miss that jumper. But, um, so yeah, let's hop into Dayton. I think after that game Tuesday night, we watched, oh, you guys watched more Dayton than I did. Um, I think we were all kind of like, fuck, this team's good as shit. Can we even beat this team? Like, cause we obviously, like we said, our offense had still not fully kind of we still had a ton of questions about our offense and it was still kind of a worry and Dayton wasn't missing shots they have the best player in the country it appears and it's like god damn we could easily lose to Dayton which would have sucked because they're a mid-major team like having two losses yeah two losses before December and the two most exciting games we wanted to win Mm -hmm. so I was terrified be honest give me both your honest answers did you think we're going to win the game yes B turn um, I mean, my heart said we would, but I honestly thought we'd lose. Yeah, I didn't I know. Didn't, I wasn't sure. I know Mark's really good defensively, but I didn't know if he could really limit Obi just like in the post and stuff. Yeah, I I think as time went on, I kind of I think I'd even text you guys this. I was like, they played so good. Are they really going to play thought. that good again? And I so that's we kind of how them out. I convinced myself, which. I mean, they made, they did pretty much play that good again yeah. outside of uh, Toppin obviously wasn't as good, but that was more kind of what we... Okay, I thought he was very good. He just stat-wise wasn't as good, but well, I mean, yeah, like I he was being like, he was good in other ways. Like he was getting doubled and he'd make perfect passes for threes. Yeah. I think yeah. He, wasn't he like seven of nine from the field or something? Maybe I'm imagining. I think at one point he was like, he had 17 points. He was seven of nine. He definitely wasn't like bricking shots. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, I mean, he was still, 
incredible. And you could see clearly why he's going to be a lottery pick because yep. uh, that little when he caught the ball back to his basket 22 feet away from the rim, did a couple moves, step back, <laughs> shoots, and before he even releases it, he's staring at our bench. That was tough. That was I thought that was really cool. <laughs> That's like one of those things, especially because we won, we can look back and be like, yeah, that was that was pretty dope. I mean, well, I was kind of worried at half that the game was so close and he wasn't really scoring as much. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, they I, were you knew he was so going to eventually well. get his. Because that's kind of what I thought going into the game. Like, I feel like when we play guys like him, like Buddy Heald and all these dudes, like, those, Kevin Durant, like, those dudes always get yeah, theirs against us. Like, we've never been the team that, like, just completely takes out a team's best player. So I was kind of like, okay, fuck it. OB's going to score 30 and then. We'll just contain the rest of the guys. Marcus's guy won't score if he's not the one guarding him. Like, Dot will play fine. Like, I didn't – I don't know. I expected us – I expected him to get a lot of points, so I was pretty yeah. happy that we held him. But then it was just the rest of their team looked like the freaking 2016 yeah, Warriors. Yeah. shot wide open threes every possession. Yeah, it was – It uh, looked like they are passing – and I mean, you can tell when Jay Bills is on the call because he'll just scream, nice pass. Nice pass. <laughs> but, like, it felt like they were playing seven on five. Yeah. Like, they had so many open shots, but it was, it was just quick passes going to the right the guy. Ball yeah. and that's why they're so good. Like, they're not just good because Toppin's good. Like, no, they have dudes that have been there a while, and they're just – they're going to be so terrifying in March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all it takes for the I mean, all five of their guys could shoot. I hope selection. Or I hope the committee does some shit like they did with Wichita State, where like they're, they're clearly seven. a top five team. Yeah. And they make them a seven seed, and then like Kentucky gets them or something, or us. <laughs> um, Be the best. Uh, yeah. So first half, they're obviously I don't know. Just from the jump, it was just you it's could just tell hurt. it was going to be an electric game. Yeah, and you didn't miss in the first half. I know, and we, and we honestly answered every punch. Like it was. Yeah, Dotson was hitting threes, like he was hitting sick pull-up jumpers. Which we, I mean, we just got to talk about Dotson's stats right now. Have you looked at his latest stats? What he's averaging? It's banana land. You told me before, and I already forgot, but I know it's insane. He's so good, dude. Dude, he's averaging twenty four rebounds, four point three assists, and he's shooting fifty percent from freaking the uh, the field. Like, yeah, I can. I know we keep saying it. But and he's what close to ninety percent from the line. Yes, that's what he's eighty-eight percent from the line. Now the only thing he's, I'm surprised he's only thirty-three percent from three. I felt like he's better than that, but I guess that Shamanad game that's probably scary. Yeah, yeah, that's the scary part. They're yeah, start going like that's all he worked on this off season. And last year, I think he shot what thirty-six percent from deep. Yeah, something around yeah, there. Yeah, and he started really hot last year. Like, he at one point was like 40%. It was like, how is this happening? And then I think he dropped. Yeah. He ended up dropping to, like, down where Grimes ended. So it was kind of like, oh, But, um, dude, yeah, he's incredible. I know we keep saying it, but, like, he's putting up Frank Mason numbers. Like, mm-hmm. it's bananas. Yes. And they're playing similar. Like, the, just getting to the bucket at will, being undersized, but blowing by people. Not afraid to take some contact, make your free throws when you get there. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, he's hitting the free throws. Yeah, he's been like a Frank or Devontae type. I know it's early in the year, but he's like, he's that guy you know that's gonna go for like twenty every night and just play as hard as he can play. Yeah, and I mean, averaging two point eight steals, so he's like doing it on the defensive end too. And I think, I mean, it all starts with him. I guess three point three turnovers. I'd like to see what Frank average turnover wise. But when you do, when you're asked to do so much, yeah. I don't really mind higher turnovers it's like the thing he's the only ball handler for 40 minutes a game yeah and he doesn't come out that's the thing same thing about frank it's like frank put up these numbers and he didn't sit ever right they're incredible dude i don't know they are in such absurd shape he was like that fast at the end overtime after the third game in three days they're going in overtime yeah i mean hey how was he not gassed like none of them look gassed doke Doke was gassed but doke dominated the first three minutes overtime that's why they took him out yeah yeah what do we think Go ahead. Todd only had three turnovers the first two games, and then he turned it over a little bit in the Dayton game, but he had five steals. He was had like 31, 6, and 4 in five steals, which is just a crazy <laughs> yeah, stat line, especially in a championship game. Yeah, the fact that like it was what we all dreamed of this season being, like Dotson being the best point guard in the country, which like – is he? Like, I think it's very fair. Cassius Winston hasn't been off to a hot start, obviously. Cole Anthony's really good, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if I had Peyton to pick Pritchard, a – your guy. Fuck. If I had to pick a point guard right now to lead my team, how are you not taking Dotson? Like, Cartier Jada. Look at yeah. those numbers. I'm biased, but I 
I mean, to answer that question, it's like, who would you take over him? I know. Right now, like, I wouldn't take another point guard. Yeah, and he so mm-hmm. he does the most free throws. He can shoot. He can finish, pass, and he does everything. Yeah, and so like I said before the year when Doak returned and Dot returned, we were like, holy shit, we have the best big and the best point guard in the country potentially, and. Udoka finally did what we've wanted him to do, dude. Like that was hilarious. How dominant so he was. The finger wag he gave when he yeah. no, he was doing everything. Defense. He had multiple block shots. That block there. he had where he started walking around like finger he's Hulk wag. Hogan and like <laughs> he can be Matumbo. Like he was just pulling everyone's moves. So I will say he like low key <laughs> jinxed us. We're up three. He goes to the bench. He's like Hulk Hogan getting the crowd involved. I was like, dude, relax. The game is not over. And sure enough, sent it to overtime. But. He's just, oh, my God. He's hilarious. He flexes every time he scores. Mm -hmm. He finger wags. He, Oh, there's one thing we didn't talk about from the BYU game. (laughs) When he blocked the three-pointer. Oh, yes. (laughs) He had the fast break by himself, and he dribbled like a one-year-old would. His head's down the whole time looking up every time he dribbles, and then he just the most powerful dunk you'll ever see. Jump stop, dude. I was like waiting for him to like trip over his own feet or double dribble or travel. Like I expected the worst. It felt like you were watching. The it felt like you were like about to watch a car crash. It was like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> and then he did that like gather jump stop. I was like, what the hell is going on? And he dunked it so hard. Legs just flew in the air. It was the most shack dunk of all time. God, it was the best. <laughs> oh man, it was so funny watching him dribble. It literally like reminded me of watching little kids in like YMCA games do like dribble drills like before the game where they dribble to half court and back and they're all just staring at the basketball like not even looking up (laughs) it was electric I tweeted right after it's one of my favorite dunks in KU history because it was just so rare you do not ever get to see a seven foot man that cannot do anything besides dunk dribble coast to coast and (laughs) gather into a jump stop just hammer he it tried to do it again against dayton because he it was at the end when he fouled out and he tried to block the same shot and fouled the guy <laughs> yeah. which almost lost us the game seriously i didn't even think about that yeah. he was probably thinking that but he was it. trying to do it again can you imagine if he did that in the championship game <laughs> to dagger the game. god oh i'm glad you remembered that because he's that... so clumsy sometimes <laughs> but it's so funny i know that could have gone like, so I much mean, worse that that was probably his best game at KU, wouldn't you say i mean oh easily. yeah what was his career he high three shots I don't, I don't know, but he only missed three shots. He was actually he like he was actually showing post moves. He was scoring outside of dunking, blocking shots. He just affected the game a ton. And he had that he nice shot. pass to Marcus. Nice pass. Yeah, that was I, probably his best pass at KU. Literally, and Marcus usually when he gets doubled, he fucking flings it into the stands. Yeah, and Marcus just or did turns the- it over. Yeah, yeah. Marcus did the classic, just throw it up immediately. Mm-hmm. I love when guys just do that instead of like power dribbling into like try to force the foul. Marcus caught it and just posted it right up in the back basket, and it was perfect. That, it was, that tied it up, right? We were down like eight, and then we went on that run. Yeah, okay. dude, we were down six, and that that another reason where I said I wanted to buy Final Four tickets, and I keep referencing this team and <laughs> the 2012 team like that 2012 team would get down in moments like that bill would call a timeout and they would just come out and you knew no matter what they were just going to make stops they mm-hmm. were going to make buckets and they were slowly going to get back in the game and you just knew they were just going to make stops and that's how i feel like marcus garrett is he's like travis relaford we've all said that dotson and tyshawn can really turn it on when they need to on the defensive end Udoka's blocking shit like fucking jeff jeff Withy. so i don't know i just that was part of the reason I was also yeah. so damn, I mean, partly alcohol too, but I was like so ready yeah. to buy tickets because it was like, it's only freaking November and this team is already oh, yeah. playing in games like that and responding in ways like that. And it was just, yeah. Can I, I, mean, I feel like I feel like we can just see the talent from the freshman. It's just not translating quite yet. Yes. Like how Tristan looks really good at times. He looks super athletic, but he can't finish layups. He's not making jumpers, but... I feel like it's eventually going to come like it has to. For sure. It'll all slow down and it'll just yeah. be – he's already – I think he's he's exceeded what I expected out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just yeah. now bumped up to, what, a top 50, 60 prospect. Before that, he was like a unknown, not even ranked in the top 100 yeah. guy. So what do you have? two five-star bigs that kind of – they need the game to slow down for them too, like Silvio and Dave. They yeah. just need to slow down, just rebound, play with energy, I think. I don't see why they can't be, like, super good in a couple months. 
Yeah, Silvio, I feel bad for him, but he's just going to have those games where sometimes he doesn't play and there's going to be other games where he has to come in and be the spark. Like, he's going to win. Like, Silvio, there's going to be a Big 12 game where we're like, Silvio won us that game. Okay. Or like, Silvio was huge like, in that we game. We reference back yeah. and like, remember like a moment where he yeah. changed all momentum. Yeah, like a huge fast break dunk or block led to a full court running lob. Like, we already kind of saw it against mm-hmm. uh, East Tennessee State yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so. So we all just got to, like, remain patient. He's all in, though. I don't think he's a guy that's going to pout. Like, he's happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, we've that. seen that when he was suspended. Yeah, yeah, I have one thing that I might get yelled at for, <laughs> specifically by Braden, because he tweeted no more Marcus, Gander, Marcus Garrett slander. I don't what, the, why, why are you dying? Okay, so? here's this thing made me really, really mad, and he can't do it going forward because it's not a recipe to win. But when you have two fouls coming out of halftime, and the whole game plan, it felt like, defensively at least, was he would mark Toppin mm. the whole game. When you come out with two fouls and you get two ticky-tack fouls 30 feet from the rim in the first three minutes of the half and have to sit for the next ten, like, you can't do that. Like, just be smarter than that. Like, they were stupid fouls. Yeah. I know I'm nitpicking here because he was great down, like, that layup he hit to, oh. like, lock the, the game he up. He really did dagger the game. Yeah. But, like, you can't do that. Like, you have to be smarter than that. Then you get four fouls with 17 minutes left in the game. And a big game like that against a really, really good team that has, like, a superstar that you're in charge of guarding. Like, it just, like, it's something I got really, really mad at in the moment before I knew we were going to win because that, like, just felt like something that, like, okay, well, shit, yeah. who are we, we going to use to guard their lottery yeah. pick for the next 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought. And he is. Like, Marcus is someone we literally need on the floor at all times because yeah. Yeah. He's a he second can guard ball any position. He's our second ball handler. Like, he's our best defender, so we need a guy like him on the floor at all times. Yeah, I uh, I think Marcus is one of those guys that knows he's really good at playing without fouling. Like, he gets so many strips. Like, he can get his hands on passes, balls, like, stripping dudes all the time that uh, – yeah, He puts his hands on some balls. Yes, loves putting hands on <laughs> balls. Um so, I don't know. I feel like he does that a lot, and I just thought maybe those reps. I can't even remember what his fourth foul was. The fourth one was really, really bad. That one on I him, vividly They remember. weren't at all controversial. Just he went for a steal, and they he got him. He went for a steal, like, five feet beyond the three-point line. Yeah, but, God, he gets so many. It was, it was like, I, I think, like, Obi was picking someone else, and he tried to, like, go in front and pick it out or something like that. I Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but, you're right. You can't do that, especially you're a junior, you're the best defender, you're – yeah. kind of a leader yeah. on this team like yeah it sucks but he, he absolutely was, made up for it and clearly bill trusted him really because, on yeah he was yeah but bill trusted him because he, he played, put him back in with eight minutes left and he was like i mean playing with four fouls for the next it ended up being 13 minutes yeah but that's actually crazy he only i think he played like 29 minutes against dayton and he had 18 and seven he was six for 10 from the floor and he only missed one free throw five of six which <laughs> Marcus is kind of shaky at the line sometimes. For sure, he made clutch free throws too. Mm-hmm. I, I know he missed one late, but other than that, he made them all. Like he, he's just such a. Gamer. But and that was our eighteen and seven was like our third best stat line of the game. Which that, is crazy to think about. That's the Marcus we all talked about last year in our podcast, where we talked about him potentially being our second, second best scorer. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, what a time was that! Shout out Marcus, but. We knew, like I know it's absurd looking back on that, but like we kind of knew last year he wasn't the same once he injured his ankle. Now he's healthy, and it's like, okay, he's been pretty damn similar to what he was. Like he's just so good at getting the basket, which is crazy because people just lay like they give him so much space, and he's still just no. He's not like crazy quick. He's just like efficient with how he does it. Long, too, yeah, he's so long can, takes long strides. That reverse like, that I mentioned a little bit ago, like. That's just him being lengthy. He can just get his arm. He's like, a, yeah. whatever. The, what's the lady in uh, um, Incredibles? I don't know. Elastigirl. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's what his arm felt like on that layup. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure our a lot guard? of our listeners mm-hmm. will. No. I feel like everyone rebounded on Wednesday, too. Like we had, I think we had 38 rebounds. That's the thing about the uh, BYU, our, BYU game. We just destroyed them on the on the boards. I don't know what the numbers were on Dayton, but yeah, we're. But our three our three starting guards are our leading rebounders. <sighs> Mark had seven, Dot had six, and Oach had six. I have a pop quiz. I think we talked. I think we talked about like how good we could be rebounding, like outside of just our bigs, because we're so long and our guys are so aggressive. I feel like like they all just play super hard and play with a lot of heart. Yeah, I did not know that stat. Here's here's another quiz for you. How many rebounds did uh, Yudoka Azubuki have on Wednesday? Uh, against two? Yeah, on two Wednesday. rebounds. I he, said, said, he said against two, and you said, oh, yeah, two. I thought you said, <laughs> is it two? No, against Dayton. No, he had two rebounds, because I looked when he had, like, 20 points. I was like, so he can get, like, oh, okay. a 30-point double-double. 
That's and it looks wild. Like he had two rebounds. It was bananas. It was yeah. bananas. yeah, I thought it was two or three. I forget. But yeah. yeah, that's that, that kind of sucks. And you, if you'd like thirty-one and fifteen, like people are like, yeah, putting exactly. them in first rounds of the draft. Right. Like, how many min? Do you, how many minutes did Doug play on Wednesday? <laughs> Over thirty, it'd have to be. You know, it was. Yeah, it was interesting because. Yeah, I'm looking now. Because they sat him in overtime, which like, I'm not sure if he was he gassed or his free throws. 30 minutes so on had, the dot? Yeah. 29 points in 30 minutes, 54 seconds. Yeah. Just, he got in some foul trouble in the first half. Efficient. Didn't he? Yeah, he, got a, he had a horrible foul call going against him in the first half that made really him bad. sit with like eight left or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, even then, uh, Tristan each had four rebounds. So, like, everyone really rebounded and just. Everyone played so hard on Wednesday. Like, that was such a big win for us because yeah. Aiden was super hot. And, I mean, you can't last there for the best country right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's all crazy, but they could beat anyone. Absolutely, because everyone kind of stinks. So it's like they could beat anyone, and we just beat them. And, like,. When we our guards have to rebound like that if we're going to play four guards, like that's what's so important about that is like Marcus Garrett's going to need to get six, seven rebounds a game. Ochai's going to absolutely need to get five, six, seven rebounds a game. Like we can't have those guards not crashing the boards if we're not going to play Dave. And obviously, I don't think Yudoka's ever been. Doak, I mean, he's averaging like eight boards on the year, so he's doing fine. But I've always thought Doak should be a guy that can get 12 boards a game. But Andrew but, Wiggins. Big yeah, guy. yeah. It's like, come on, dude. You're more athletic. You're bigger. Just fuck, go get every ball. But, I have a debate for you guys. Love it. How do you guys feel about us taking Doak out in overtime? He was I the was, most I dominant was, player I was going to ask, but so it was funny. Was I, brought, I, was, I brought that up with Allen and Bryce while we were watching the game. I was like... Seems weird to take Doke out after he just had the most like he confident stretch of his career in three minutes. But then Bryce was like, "Well, law of averages says he's gonna brick his next shot, and he's gat." And I was like, "Yeah, that's a good point." Like, but I, I think it was more. It had to have been more of one. Maybe like there was fear of Hackashack coming in and just hit three in a row. So mm-hmm. like, truly law of yeah. averages, he's not making another free throw until January. Right. Um. So <laughs> I think it was partly that, and he had to have been gassed. Like yeah, he I, I'm sure never it was a lot plays. of tired. He was getting the ball every time and making a move and then running down the court and flexing and doing what he's doing. Like, he had to be tired as hell. But it was weird because yeah. when they when they brought him back in, it almost looked like they were subbing in for defensive purposes. Yeah, I didn't really get it. Because that's Cause when he, he fouled he, out. And he had four fouls, right? Yeah. So when they took him out. So, I don't know, it was weird. I felt like it had to have been a more of a matter of, like, being tired but it was weird because if you're going to stick with him late in like uh regulation and then the start of overtime the entire time like why at what right. point were you like well shit we got to get because like i mean he was he was our only option in overtime i mean once he came out obviously it changed and it wasn't like we were struggling to score outside of him but like literally we went to him every single possession it was uh it was insane. It was so awesome. It it's was, what yeah, we've it all. Was the best. It's what you picture Yudoka to be. But so I was just curious what you guys thought on that. I, I was definitely confused and shocked by it, but I wasn't like mad because I felt I'm always kind of like someone that's like get Doka off the floor late because that the free Oklahoma throw, game. Yeah, the free throws are in. When you have a guy like Dave who makes free throws, I think <laughs> I don't know what his numbers are, but we I'm, I'm fairly too. confident with him. So it's like I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't like mad at Bill for it, but it was kind of weird. Yeah. Turn, you got anything else to add on that? No, not really. Um, just I don't. I feel like Bill wouldn't have subbed him out, you know, if he wasn't tired, just because how yeah. dominant he was. Oh, yeah. And he like he gassed. He was scoring every possession at one point, like <laughs> up and unders. Yeah, getting fouled. Like, how many free throws do you would you say he would have made if I told you he shot eight before the game? I mean, his, two his or percentage three. was three. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when he made that third yeah, one in a row, he I... made five. Yeah, Also, turn. We got to talk about that Dayton account that tweeted, "Ah, shots just didn't fall. Uh, we didn't get the." <laughs> I know you love that tweet. What a banana land tweet. Banana moment of the week. There's mine. They Back- made like forty threes. <laughs> I know. Sixteen to thirty. When did the or shot, something? Like, at what point did the shots not fall? <laughs> the final minute, like. Dude, the white guy, what was his name? He turned into Dirk in the overtime. Yeah. Like, he turned every point at one point. I know. He made – it was like Doak versus that guy for like a three-minute stretch. He was making me what, so mad. What did you guys think when we went zone there for a little bit and they were scoring every possession? <sighs> I was – yeah, it was so frustrating. It was just a tough matchup, I thought. Like, I mean, 
all of them could shoot, so it's like Doak's either going to get blown by or he's going to like have to step out and guard. But at one point, Doak was starting to like stay in front pretty good, and he's so damn long that if they tried to shoot a layup, I know he blocked like glassy guy. Mm-hmm. I think was that the finger wag. Yeah, the one yeah. that was late when they tried to drive on him, and he, I mean, so if he can get yeah. far enough outs where they can't shoot over him, but he's still long enough to like reach around and recover if they get by him yeah we uh yeah i mean we we did like two different type of zones we did the one where Doak just stood in the middle and then at one point we just did a full like two three zone didn't we and that's the one that got torched that's what you're talking about right yeah that was when they hit like a couple threes in the corner yeah that was was like isaiah Isaiah moss had a rough stretch in that zone he was getting (laughs) destroyed in that game he just had some wide open looks too like, I know all season. He's like some games he knocks them down, but others he doesn't. I think he might just be a little rusty because the injury. But yeah, we knew I that think was eventually coming. they'll start going in. He's too good of a shooter not to make them. Yeah, he was shooting like fifty-eight percent from the field going into Maui or something like that. So you know, like that's not going to hold true. But yeah, that Monmouth game, he was yeah, six for seven. I love that he just—he's the guy that on a fast break just sprints to the three-point line, doesn't even try for layup. And honestly, <laughs> I love that. Like spreads the floor, yeah. yep, make the defender make a decision. Yeah, and then if that if they go with him, then dots to the bucket for a layup. Yep. So, yeah, I thought everybody this week, like Ochai, we worried about him last week. He was just very—he wasn't like elite this week, but he was just super consistent. Hit some timely shots when we needed yeah. it. That step back three. Awful, awful shot. Be but so wet. hundred percent a shot I said no, 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 yes. Yeah. Like just one of those shots. But I mean, if, if Oach does that, become like more consistent, this team's gonna be crazy good because you know you know you're getting every night with Dot and pretty much Doke. I mean, even if Doke has a bad night, it's gonna be like eleven and eight or something like that. Yeah, and but even if Ochai, the guy that everyone says is like our best NBA prospect, he starts playing well every night, like this team's gonna be insane. Yeah. And you can say the same with Marcus, too, about consistency. Like, he's not going to kill you. I know he's not a good shooter, but hes that's the good thing about him this year, too, is he's not really forcing jumpers. Like, no. he's getting to the lane, and he's just doing – he's making the right plays. Absolutely. And he actually hit, like – he hit a pretty timely jumper in that Dayton game, I want to say. It might have been even just the first half, but it, it was like a Marcus. moment. Yeah. Yeah, he had a three, we down yeah. four, cut it to one. Yeah, it was like a moment where it was like you really needed a shot to go I think in. It was like right at the end of the half. I think because I think we were down 37 33, and he hit that like with a minute left. Yeah. And halftime was 37 36. All right, so let's just look at Ochai's stats real quick. On the year, he's averaging 9.6, so 10, four rebounds. I think we all agree the rebounds have to go up a little bit, and three assists. Yeah. 40% from the field. He's not going to shoot 40% from the field. No. Like, right, I think he, I'm sure he'll, he'll end up averaging around like 13 or 14, I feel like. Yeah. But if, if our fourth option is giving us 13 or 14, like, that's, that's to your point. That's, that's yeah. why we're insane. That's 08 type shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would expect him I don't, 13, 14, maybe a little high, but for sure, like, 12. Like, I don't know. And so last year, just for comparison, he shot 45% from the field which I would think he'll absolutely get to this year. And he's right at pretty much what he was from the three-point line last year. So and That includes an awful stretch at the end of the year. Yeah, and year. an awful start to this yeah. year. So That stretch last yeah. year for the last month or so where he was like three of – I know we talked about it on the yeah. show before. but Yeah, maybe it'll be the opposite. Yeah. Instead of uh, starting off hot, it starts slow, and then he gets hot in March, which is – that's all that really matters. In Allen Fieldhouse, Ochai is shooting a hot 18% from three. Oh, boy. (laughs) So let's hope he bounces out of that against Colorado. Just this year. Uh, That's just this year, the four games we played at Allen Fieldhouse. So, yikes. Yeah, this this team could be kind of like 2012, like you said, right? Yeah. They defend, and then you have one of the best point guards in the country, like you had with Ty, and now you have Dot, and then. Peter was one of the best bigs, and now you can say Doak's one of the best bigs too. So yeah, I remember. Exciting to think about. And the thing about that 2012 team, there were there were so many games where we like struggled offensively and just had to grind it out and win. But then there were also those games like I remember going into Baylor that year and we just slaughtered them. We won by like 30 because our offense just clicked. And that's how this team's gonna be. If we come out and Ochai has a big game, Dot has a good game, Mark has a good game, like. Our defense is so good that when our offense does click, we are going to destroy some teams. Sixty points. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. So, I have another debate for you guys. Okay, is KU number one in the AP poll on Monday? I think I I think we should be because Louisville, Louisville, right? Louisville hasn't played anybody. They no. 
struggled kind of with a team that we should have been 30 they were 35 point favorites right we were keeping tabs on that game they won i mean they ended up winning by like <laughs> double digits but they were like struggling with them so i think it's pretty clear louisville's not playing like a number one team and i don't think anyone has really made a huge statement like we did in maui like yeah. assuming dayton is a true top 10 15 team then what we just did in maui was pretty damn impressive i think gonzaga has a chance to make a really good statement this week yeah. if they beat oregon and then michigan yeah. but i don't know i guess yeah i think we should be obviously bias me but i just think people are lazy and they'll give it to the undefeated team. yeah but it's the maui bump too maui's like the most like watched college basketball tournament outside mm-hmm. of ncaa tournament yeah like everyone watches that shit for sure. Just based on yeah. it being like right before Thanksgiving, and it's like, you know, I, I liked it more when it was the late night game right before Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Championship. It, it helped me greatly because yeah. I could watch the game and then I just Go went into Black Wednesday, yeah. didn't see shit. No, I like the early time. <laughs> oh, you, okay. Yeah, I do not like the late that time because, like, I remember when we played uh, Dude, Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt. Too. Vanderbilt, I was also doing the whole Black Wednesday thing, and mm-hmm. we're like sitting there, everyone's around partying, and I'm trying to watch the game, and everyone's being loud. So this is great. I watched. Right after the game, right started, but drinking. To my point, it's just that much exposure and Dayton looking that uh-huh. good and people knowing like they're that good. That's true. like that's got to help and, us a lot with voters and stuff. Just the like just common yeah. fan like what they think of us in Louisville. I mean, one they haven't played anyone yet, and their tournament was like, I mean, Delbert. literally, yeah, like awful. That yeah. South Carolina Upstate was the semifinal in the tournament. So stupid. Why do those tournaments even exist? <laughs> yeah, it's like when we were at Sprint, we played. UAB in Georgia or something. Yeah, it it's a little so better. But. I mean, we just had Josh Jackson just had a dunk oh, show for uh-huh. two games straight. But so. yeah, I don't know. I think we it'll be interesting to see if we are. I I always feel like the voters are lazy this early in the year and they just kind of give it to teams that are undefeated. But I don't know. Ken Palm doesn't love us either. Ken yeah, Palm's got but us at Ken eight. Palm also had Michigan State number one last week. I think so. it still does. Yeah. See, so at some point it's like okay. It's so predictive at this point, though, instead of like actual and now like stats and analytics, just because yeah. there haven't been enough games. But yeah, um, what was I going to say? I had something on my mind. Uh, yikes, tough. We got more basketball. What more basketball? Well, that's what I'm asking. You want to talk more basketball, or are we diving into the old Kansas football Jayhawks oh. who competed on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't talk game. about Iowa State. That game was fun. Very frustrating. I wanted to strangle our defense. Like, just yeah, it was tough. make you just one against Texas or Iowa State. Just get one, and we have a program changing win. Like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, it's just so frustrating how close this year has been from. Right now, we're kind of just kind of at a big old meh. Like, whatever. We weren't a disaster. We weren't good. But we get one of those two games. It's like, what a huge, what a great first year. We got another opportunity for it, too. True. True. Saturday could be big, but I. So much of the public's on Baylor, and that line is not moving. I'm somewhat confident that we'll at least cover. Baylor's played down to their competition, too. I thought we were going to be, like, 20-point dogs. Like, I could not believe. Normally, like, when I we guess lines, like, I feel <sighs> like we're all within a couple points of it. I nailed Shamanad. Um This one, I would have been more wrong than anyone in the history of picking lines. I think people are asking and debating if uh, the booth is that good of a home field advantage. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to tweet that be like, wow, the booth we're, really we're only having an impact in Vegas. We're only a 14-point dog against a top-10 team that if they win – the next two games have a legitimate argument to get in the playoff but yeah uh benton smith ku sports this morning had a really good article on carter i saw that Did i haven't read a it to read it yet. i read it it's amazing like carter was so close to transferring this year like was i remember like, he mentioned that in miles to go too yeah like he was literally like researching schools looking where other quarterbacks were going especially when mcvitty came and especially mm-hmm. when he didn't start at the spring like even after spring game carter was close to leaving so He's such a, like, true, loyal Jayhawk. Like, he actually loves KU, which is awesome. So there would be nothing I want more than for old Carter F. Stanley to go in Saturday against the Baylor Bears, the Jailer Bears, Jailer. some would say, and just give them a loss and go out on top as a king. Carter deserves it more yeah. than anybody. So I'm so glad he won the job, too. Like he does, yeah, like you said, he deserves it. Yeah. would have sucked ass for him because he actually stuck it out, didn't transfer, and he's the best quarterback on the team right now. 
Yeah, and it's like I know it's a like boomer type thing to say. Like old people love to be like, "Quit transferring and just earn your spot." Like, why are you leaving if you're not good enough? That's not that's yes, your fault. But I like how every old person has like a country accent. Oh yeah, <laughs> Carter truly saw in the spring game that he wasn't starting, and he said, "I decided, am I going to transfer? Or am I just going to try and work my ass off and like take this spot?" And he just was like, "Nope, I'm staying after practice. I'm watching more film. Like, I'm going to do whatever I can do." to get it and he did and like that i know it leads to the like i totally support when guys want to transfer because you get one college experience but you also love to see when like a kid actually takes the time is like you know what i'm just gonna work harder and if it works out and it pays off then it pays off if i if doesn't then whatever what can you do so shout out to him man i'm excited for that game um are we gonna gamble are we gonna make our picks yeah let's do it uh ku's minus or i'm sorry i wish we were minus <laughs> We're plus 14, like we said. The total's 50. Uh, I mean, Baylor's defense is legit. That's really what's driving them this year. Uh, just based on the action so far with that line not budging at all, I think, I'm, I, think I like KU to cover. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense on paper, but I'll just I'll take KU to cover, and I'll take the over, I guess. I think if KU keeps it close, they got to score. That's what I was going to say. I'm, I don't want to bet the same as you because you're absolutely waxing me. But 10 I, and 3. Yeah, I, we, should we do standings? Nah. No, that's, 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 nah. Let's update the people on what uh what the folks are doing on the old ain't no seats podcast. Yours truly is ten and three. Uh, great tournament. It w- we, someone would hate to pull the audio of having KU Dayton in the final. Uh, Braden, <laughs> Braden seven and four. Also, these numbers don't all match up because I had um I picked the right leading scorer one game. Yeah. So yeah. I got like the double or whatever. Um, Braden seven and four, and then Ryan. Whew, Three and ten. I mean, in this and in my <laughs> normal, in my normal Gosh. bets, like I have not won a bet. In Can't so hit long. anything. I mean, that Oregon or the Pittsburgh K State under killed me. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Mark Ingram under fifty three and a half yards <laughs> killed me. Diving into the exotics. <laughs> yeah. Just an absolute disaster. So, uh, yeah, time to get hot, boys. So I'm gonna. I agree. I think we're going to cover. I think we're going to compete. And if we are going to cover, we're going to have score, I would think, 30 points. So, yep. Which sounds like opposite. Like, most, if, you, if you know, you're going to upset someone, you're probably going to want to keep it low scoring because not with just fewer points because scored. Because our defense stinks exactly. out loud. So, yeah. but turn. I'll take Baylor in the over. <laughs> okay. We're all in the over. Trying to, okay, we're all in the over, which is fun. I'm never betting unders again. I hate betting unders. It's not very exciting, <laughs> but yeah. You just got to like get yourself in the mindset of I'm rooting for three and outs and punts. But it w- punts from like the positive <laughs> th- like if they're 35 yards from scoring a touchdown. They're where I would stand with a police dog behind me at the other goal line, and they're punting from there. Yeah, nothing like it when you have an under. I will say the under, the under for K State Pitt was not that bad to watch because I like I think it's hilarious how bad K State is. Oh, they're horrible. It was just absurd. They made like nine threes, and I don't know. It was just they don't do that. They're awful. I mean, it was the right side, other than like a five or ten minute stretch where, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um. I don't know. Do we have any? I know I had something I wanted to throw out to the group, and I just can't remember it. But I don't know, boys. I'm so excited. I think I made that very clear. Yeah. I I think this team is good. I here's a question. This wasn't what I was going to say, but like, what do you think this team's next loss is? This could be Big Jinx City by us, <laughs> but like, I said this for the Chiefs, and <laughs> I I literally think I still had us undefeated when I started bringing this up. <laughs> Where is this team's first <laughs> loss? Um, I'll say at Villanova. Yeah, it's a tough one. They're getting everyone back, and they've been weird this year, though. Yeah. But if it's not Villanova, sure then who be, is it? That's going to be a tough environment. Like, KU Nova is like a big game now because we always meet them in the tournament, and then yeah. we beat them last year at Allen, so they're going to be up for that game. It's around Christmas, though, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't think anything about – like, Villanova so far has not scared me, but it's just, like you said, it's, it's one of those games. This is their biggest game. It just feels like a game where Villanova will probably hit on all cylinders. It'll be our first true road game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it technically – are they – I know they have, like – Well, they play, they play like, half their home Are we going to be in the Sixers and, stadium, yeah. or are we going to be in the freaking shitty-ass Villanova stadium? I don't know. I remember back in, like, <laughs> 04, Bill's first year. Maybe it was 05. We played at Villanova and they shit pumped us. We were like number one in the country. And they destroyed us. So. Remember last time we played at the Sixer Stadium? Played Temple and they beat us by literally a hundred points. That's top three worst games. Yeah. Of Bills. That was Wiggins, right? 
No, that was Frank and Ubre. That team okay. stunk. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Yeah. So I've got. I'll, I'll give you my first loss. It's a little off the wall, but we go. I don't know if it's a true road game or if it's a neutral that's in like Sacramento. We have Stanford in Northern California. Like again? Yeah. We just played them in yeah. Sacramento last mm-hmm. year. Was a couple that two years ago. years ago. No, okay. two years ago. But I think we played Allen last year, didn't we? Yeah, we host. That was when LeGerald hit that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, played yeah. Them. Okay, we played them with Devonte and them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but no, we go out there this year. I think that's a sneaky game, a little trap game. Yeah. They're not great, but it's just one of those where you're like, eh. yeah, yeah. Those games are always scary. Um, Plus, I don't want to like have the same answer as everyone because I'm sure pro- you're probably thinking Villanova as well. Yeah, I think probably Villanova. I th- Colorado's sneaky good, aren't they? Top twenty-five team. Yeah, but come on. They could be tough. You know uh, what games being played. Um, also, a game that's about to be way more fun than I initially thought. Tennessee is good, apparently. They're good, yeah. yeah. so they come not till freaking January 28th or whatever, but still, that could be a fun game. Non-con schedule is going to be more fun than yeah. I originally thought. So I heard we play a ranked team next game. Now. Yep, yep, that'll be... It'll be first time. I don't feel that's kind of been – I'm not going to say, like, there just hasn't been much energy in it because, obviously, we haven't played anybody. So I'm yeah, it's hard to get excited, excited for, for Monmouth. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I am uh, – I'm excited. I think we're all excited. I think we have the best yeah. point guard in the country. I think we maybe have the best – top – one of the best bigs. When he plays like that, he's the best big. So – Yeah. Uh, I think that – Ever since that Duke game, we've just been good at kind of limiting turnovers and kind of forcing them on defense. Yep. Like this whole tournament, we had less turnovers than our opponent every single game, and then we out-rebounded every single team we played to in Maui. So every game, if you're going to out-rebound everyone and turn it over less than your opponent, I heard that's good. <laughs> uh, more like you're probably going to win games. Yeah. You're going to get more rebounds, <laughs> have more possessions. People say that. That that is good. I so. tend to agree. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, uh, do you guys got anything else? I got nothing. Heater on the outro might be playing now. We'll see good. how it lines up. It's a banger. Good. Maybe the all-time greatest song. Oh, slow down over there. Trap Queen, Fetty Wap. Unless that's playing, you're wrong. <laughs> if that's your that's your favorite song of all time. It's a joke. Did you not follow me back in 2015? I it's did. Like, all I tweeted about was Trap Queen because it was a banger. And then the Royals took it from me. But, yeah, they took uh, it from me. All right. Yep. Yeah. Straight so, from uh, R. Ryan Hart 2012. Yep. Turn. Safe travels, my guy. Um, I'm jealous you got to be in Hawaii this week. Looked like a fun time. Let's get some tickets to the Chiefs game on Sunday. Get the tickets (laughs) to the miserable out there. Yeah, how cold is it going to be? It's like (laughs) mid 30s with like 40 mile an hour wind gusts. Sounds fun. What's KU game? How good is Derek Carr going to play? KU's it's going to be like 55, but it's going to be like just as windy. So it's it's going to feel a lot worse than it actually is. Liam Jones is going to be. Oh boy, that's kind of what makes me nervous about the over is because, yeah. I mean, if True, I we're trying to throw into a thousand mile an hour winds. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's all we got. Turn again, safe travels. We will, uh, I don't, we'll be back next week, I assume. Yeah, we'll, we'll get something we'll in get, there. We'll get something figured out. So that's all we got. The Hawks are cooking, boys. Yeah, best team in the country. Yes, sir. We'll see you, folks. Thanks for listening. Rock Chuck. <laughs> are you done with the Rock Chuck now, guy? <laughs> I didn't even think about it.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.